Thank you for tuning in to Union Wesley Church's podcast. We pray that this message blesses you. Allow me uh, to share with you our scripture uh, for this evening. Uh, Our scripture is found in the gospel according to St. John. John chapter 12, and I just want to read three verses, uh, just three verses. You can read verses 1 through 10 at your leisure, Um, but just let me read just verses 1, 2, and 3. Uh, And it it says this in the King James Version. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Verse 2. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus, was one of them that sat at the table with him. Now verse 3. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of, of the ointment. Amen. Would you bow your heads please and just join me in a brief prayer. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so grateful that God you have blessed us and you've allowed us, Lord, to rise to see another day. Oh Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to stream this service or this word, God, on this Wednesday evening. Bless your vessel, God. Take me out of self, fill me with the unction of your Holy Spirit. Have your way. In Jesus' precious name, would you say amen with me? Amen. I want to share uh, with this thought, he's valuable to me. Can you say that with me? He's valuable to me. He's valuable to me and I'm talking about Jesus he's valuable to me someone said you can know the cost of a thing but not know the value of a thing let me repeat that again you can know the cost of a thing and not know the value of the thing you can pay a lot of money for stuff but not know the value of what you paid for the stuff that you have. Are you listening to me? People who don't know your value will treat you less than you are worth. Union Wesley, I can hear you saying amen right there. People that don't know your value will treat you less than you are worth. They will pay you less than you're worth. And hear me, somebody. They will treat you like you ain't worth squat. They will talk to you like you are beneath them or not on their level. All because they don't know your value. 
Union Wesley, you and I got to be careful of allowing other people to determine our worth or our value. We must understand that people never set our value and our worth, but our value and our worth is determined by nobody else but the Lord God Almighty. And the Bible says that God says that you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. Notice that the text says Mary, not Martha, is at the feet of Jesus. This ain't the first time that we have met Mary. But every time you see Mary in scripture, Mary is always seated at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. She's at the feet of Jesus at their house for dinner. Her sister Martha is in the kitchen cooking. But Mary is at the feet of Jesus listening to what the Lord has to say. Mary is at the feet of Jesus. I believe she's taking in the word of the Lord. See, some people, their problem is that they don't value the importance of sitting at the feet of Jesus. Some people are too busy doing everything else but taking in the word of the Lord. Listen, you can be in the kitchen, but you're not taking in the word of the Lord. You can be scurrying to do outreach for some of every kind of thing, but not taking in the word of the Lord. You can be singing in all of the choirs, but, but not taking in the word of the Lord. Mary is seated at the feet of Jesus because she understands how important it is to take in the word of the Lord. Hear me, the word of God will change you. The word of God will transform you. And the word of God will help you in difficult and trying times like the times we're having right now. Are you listening to me? I personally believe that, that you really can't do anything for the Lord and be effective if we never spend time taking in the word of the Lord. Amen. In our text, we see in verse 3 that Mary has taken a pound of a pound of expensive perfume. One translation says pure nard. This translation says spicknard. She anoints Jesus' feet, and the Bible says that she wipes his feet with her hair. Hear me, the gospel of John, not Matthew, not Mark's gospel, but John's gospel, has this text taking place in Mary 
and Martha and Lazarus's house. It says in John's gospel, it lets us know that it is six days before the Passover. Six days before the Passover, the text lets us know that Jesus came to Bethany. Again, in John's gospel, it is the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus for a dinner party. Are you listening? The text says again, six days before the Passover, uh, that Jesus shows up in Bethany at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Jesus will be crucified on the Passover. Six days before Jesus is to be crucified. So if the text says that Jesus shows up in Bethany after uh, being in the home six days before the Passover, what that's saying to us is all Jesus has is six days of life. Six days to live. That means that Jesus doesn't have a whole lot of time uh, on his hands. He has six days before his life is taken. So what that lets us know is that Mary doesn't have a lot of time either. So if Jesus doesn't have a lot of time, Mary doesn't have a lot of time. She has six days to express how valuable Jesus is to her. She has six days to do whatever she's going to do for her Lord and her Savior. Hear me, don't, don't delay what it is you're going to do for the Lord. Hear me, somebody, wake up. Hear me, you need to know that you don't have long. We, we don't have long. So whatever we're going to do for the Lord, we need to get to doing that thing. Whatever we're going to do, we better do it and do it now. Whatever you're going to give, you ought to give it now. Wherever you're going to serve, you ought to serve now. Whatever you're going to share, you ought to do it now. Whoever you need to forgive, you need to do it now. Mary reminds us that this is not the time for procrastination. But whatever we're going to do, we ought to do it now without any procrastination. Are you listening to me? Because now is all you have. All you and I have is right now, this moment, that's all we have. Somebody said that yesterday is past and tomorrow is not promised. Whatever we're going to do, we must do it and do it now. This dinner party in the text was in celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus did, not in John chapter 12, but what Jesus did in John chapter 11. Which was when he raised Lazarus, Martha and Mary's brother, from the dead. Are you listening to me? Mary is in the house and she looks over at Jesus. And then I imagine that she looks back over at her brother Lazarus. I believe that she looked again over at Jesus. 
And then she looked over again at her brother Lazarus. I believe that again she looked over at Jesus. And then looked over at her brother Lazarus. And I believe that Mary was so overwhelmed with gratitude and appreciation because of what Jesus had done for her brother. She knows that nobody else could have raised her brother from the dead. And she is ever the more grateful and appreciative for what the Lord had done for her. So she becomes so grateful and so appreciative that she takes an expensive bottle of perfume and she anoints the feet of Jesus with the perfume. Are you listening to me? Everybody ought to have something that they can point to that happened in their life. Not because you did it, not because I did it, but we ought to have something that we can point to that says that the Lord did this. Do you have a testimony that says the Lord did this? for me hear me don't you dare allow COVID-19 to cause you and I to forget the goodness of the Lord and what God has done in our life if it had not been for the Lord on our side we don't know where we would be this evening again I ask the question do you have something in your life that you can point to that says God did this for me the Lord healed me from cancer. God did it. The Lord delivered me from addiction. God did it. The Lord kept a roof over my head. The Lord did it. The Lord kept my children, kept my spouse. The Lord did it. The Lord kept me in my right mind. And I'm not crazy today because the Lord did it. And every time you remember what the Lord did that you couldn't do for yourself and I couldn't do for myself hear me a spirit of gratitude ought to well up on the inside of us listen a gratefulness ought to rise up on the inside of us and we ought to say thank you Lord for what you have done that nobody else nor I myself could do it for me spirit of gratitude ought to rise up inside of us Hear me, I'm talking about a spirit of gratitude and appreciation that makes you feel like running and ain't nobody chasing you. I'm talking about a spirit of gratitude and appreciation that makes you feel like shouting. A spirit of gratitude and appreciation that makes you feel like dancing. Spirit of gratitude and appreciation that'll squeeze a tear out of your eye. A spirit of gratitude and appreciation will make you throw your hands up even though you ain't in the sanctuary. It'll make you give the Lord a hand wave right where you are because of a spirit of gratitude and appreciation. And I hope somebody's grateful and somebody's thankful out there for what God did that nobody else can do. The text says that Mary takes an expensive bottle of perfume, spikenard, and she anoints the feet of Jesus. Then the text tells us that one of Jesus' disciples, whose name is Judas, uh, the one who would later betray Jesus, said, what a waste of money that this expensive perfume was not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. 
One scholar said that you receive one pence for one day's labor or work. So Mary takes the equivalent nearly of one year's wages and she anoints the feet of Jesus with it. She took an expensive bottle of perfume worth one year's wages and she anoints the feet of Jesus to show Jesus and everybody else just how valuable Jesus was to her. He may not be valuable to anybody else, but what she's saying is, is that Jesus is valuable. He's important. He's significant to me. Listen, that's expensive. She anoints Jesus' feet with an expensive bottle of perfume. What Mary did, again, it is expensive. Hear me, somebody. It's not cheap. One year's worth of wages or labor? That's not cheap. No, she's extravagant and she's expensive. In what she offers and what she does unto the Lord. The problem with too many people that go to church is sometimes we're too cheap when it comes to the Lord and his value. Listen, we're, we're not cheap in other areas of our life, but we are cheap when it comes to demonstrating the value that the Lord has in our life are you listening to me hear me we're not cheap when it comes to our hair and our nails our suits our ties our cars our toys our gadget we're not cheap but when it comes to the Lord sometimes we can be a little tight sometimes we can be a little stingy and sometimes we can even be a little frugal when it comes to the Lord what I like about Mary is that when it came to the Lord, she did not waste any expense, but she gave the best that she had. She gave something valuable to the Lord. And I, I believe she gave what was most valuable that she had. I believe that Mary looked for the most expensive thing that she had to demonstrate her value or the Lord's value in her life. And she took that. And she offered that unto the Lord. Hear me, her actions show how valuable the Lord is to her. Her actions show how important the Lord is to her. Mary's actions demonstrate the Lord's value in her life. Hear me, actions speak volumes louder than our words. The text says, then wiped his feet with her hair. Did you hear that? It says, then she wiped his feet with her hair. Listen, you didn't do that. In this culture, at this time, in the text, a woman did not let her hair down before men. So Mary breaks with tradition and custom to demonstrate her the value that the Lord had in her life. Can't you see her? She unwrapped her hair. 
she lets her hair down so that she can wipe the feet of Jesus she lets down her hair to show the Lord how important and how valuable he is to her hear me too many of us are used to letting our hair down before we met Jesus I'm gonna repeat it again too many of us are familiar we're accustomed to letting our hair down before we met Jesus what are you what are, what are you talking about we used to let our hair down when we went to parties we used to let our hair down when we went to cabarets or we went to entertainment venues we didn't have a problem before Jesus letting our hair down now don't you look at me like I'm crazy don't you look at me like I'm strange listen you know I'm right there was a time before Jesus when we had no problem letting our hair down but it seems like after Jesus now we become too uptight now we become more stiff necked and we act like we don't know what it is like to enjoy the goodness and the presence of the Lord so instead of letting our hair down we leave our hair up hear me I want to challenge you today it's alright to let your hair down when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ it's all right to demonstrate how important and how valuable the Lord is by letting your hair down. It's all right to have some energy and some gusto when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to worship, when it comes to praising him. Listen, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Somebody said, and can't nobody do you like the Lord. It's all right to let your hair down. And, and I want somebody to understand, you can let your hair down for Jesus. And you don't need a choir. You can let your hair down for Jesus and you don't need a Hammond organ. You can let your hair down for Jesus and you don't need a room full of people. But I'm here to tell somebody that if the Lord has really come into your life, you don't have a problem letting your hair down and you don't care who sees you and who knows when you worship and when you praise the Lord by letting your hair down I wonder is anybody having a flashback right now of how good God has been in your life when you think about how God has brought you from a mighty long way when you think about how the Lord has saved your soul when you think about how God has delivered you when you think about how the Lord has kept your family with all of what's going on hear me you don't have a problem letting your hair down let your hair down sometimes in worship let your hair down in praise let your hair down in adoration and in praise unto the Lord Again, I say it's all right to let your hair down to demonstrate your value or the value that the Lord has in your life. I'm, I'm almost done. But to show her value, Mary lets her hair down. And then the text says she wiped Jesus' feet with her hair. 
hear me, she has no idea where Jesus' feet have been. She has no idea what Jesus has stepped in and stepped out of. But she wipes his feet with her hair. Whatever was on Jesus' feet, when she wiped his feet with her hair, was now on Mary. So it wasn't long before Mary started to smell like Jesus. Hear me somebody, I'm sure of that because of the day and time or the culture, everybody could smell Jesus. They walked everywhere or they rode on some animal. Jesus and others that had been walking, hear me, they were ripe and you could smell them. Hear me. But there is a difference between smelling Jesus and smelling like Jesus. Hear me somebody, people go to church, but they don't smell like Jesus. People sing in the choir, but they don't smell like Jesus. People play instruments, but they don't smell like Jesus. People even preach in the pulpit, but they do not smell like Jesus. How can you determine if you smell like Jesus or not? I'm so glad that you asked. How can you determine if you smell like Jesus or not? Let me tell you. It's not determined by how you smell in church. But it's determined by how you smell when you leave church. Or how you smell when you leave the presence of the Lord. When Mary left the house, she left smelling like Jesus. Whatever was on Jesus is now on Mary. When she went to the market, somebody, she smelled like Jesus. When she went to the beauty shop, she smelled like Jesus when she went home she smelt like Jesus because she has had an encounter with the Lord somebody is able to say I can't or I can smell Jesus all over you listen it's an indictment against us if people cannot smell Jesus on us listen it is a critique against us it's not a compliment towards us if people can't smell that Jesus is on us it's an indictment against us that people cannot tell that we are spending time in the presence of the Lord it's an indictment against us that if people cannot tell that we walk with Jesus and we have a relationship with the Lord somebody ought to be able to smell something somebody ought to be able to somebody ought to be able to smell that Jesus is on you and the smell of Jesus is on you because you've been hanging out with the Lord Jesus Christ it's my prayer that at the end of all of this virus it's my prayer that you and I have spent so much time with Jesus that the smell of Jesus 
It's all over us. And people can smell it. They can see it. Because we've got a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ for ourselves. Amen and amen. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word today. God, your word that reminds us that you are so valuable to us. Well, God, I pray that you will help us to demonstrate the value that you have in our life. Well, Lord, I pray today that if there's one that's streaming that does not have a relationship with you, God, maybe they don't smell like they're in relationship. Maybe they don't smell like, God, you made contact in their life. But, God, today they have heard your word. God, today they want to enter into a personal relationship, a personal walk with you. Well, God, we offer Christ to them today. Today, Lord, they can be saved. All they have to do is to open their mouth and confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. The Bible declares that you'll come in and you'll sup with us. Then, Father, there's somebody that's, that's watching. God, maybe they're saved, but they want to recommit or rededicate their life to you. Oh, God, we pray that you will draw them as only you can. Oh, God, they want to be closer to you. And, and God, your word declares that if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. Help them to make a decision of recommitment today. And then, Father, if there's one here that's saved, they're committed. God, they don't have a spiritual home, don't have a church family. Oh, God, if you're speaking to their hearts and saying, make this place home for you. Oh God, I know that it's, it's a new thing when we start talking about being a virtual member. But God, I believe that whoever you send to us, that God, you'll help us to walk with them and help us to disciple them. So Lord, I pray for those that are making decisions for your kingdom right now. Oh God, I thank you for those that are being saved. I thank you, God, for those that are rededicating their life to you. And God, I thank you for those that are making decisions to be a part of this ever-widening circle of faith called Union Wesley. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.